Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, Fightful.com podcast. It is August 22nd. It's Mayweather McGregor week, also known as SummerSlam week, also known as John Jones fails a drug test week. <laughs> I'll talk about that momentarily. Before we get into SmackDown, I am joined by Jeff Hawkins. You just heard his giggle. <laughs> Sean, it, it's not often that we can have a guest host or a guest co-host take over for me and do a great job. So right now I'd like to introduce to you our special guest star for the week, a rising star in the WWE. Beach ball. I hate you. I hate you. This is the worst. This Hi, Anna. Week, how's it going? <laughs> I thought that my week had reached like peak, <laughs> peak garbage. Oh, no. I'll make it worse. That's what I'm here for. Beach ball. The biggest, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. I guess you could say the most polarizing figure in WWE today. He's more over than the whole 205 Live roster. That doesn't take much. <laughs> I hate the world. That's Anna Bauert. Hi. You see her there. You can see her on Most Ridiculous, which is now independent. Anna, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing Okay. That freaking beach ball, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get right into it, guys. John Jones failed a drug test after the UFC 214 weigh-ins. It is for um, Trina Ball, which is an oral anabolic steroid. TMZ reported uh, the news, and neither UFC or USADA initially announced what the substance was, but that, that seems to be it. Uh, Jones just got back from a year suspension. He's looking at anywhere between two to four for this one. That could effectively end his career. It could delay his career. It could push him into another career. There, there's just so much. I'll just read straight from the report. So despite the report from Fox Sports saying that Cormier is getting the title back, ESPN's Brett Okamoto says that Jones has yet to be formally stripped of the title. 
The win for Jones has been overturned or will be overturned for a no contest or to a no contest. The same goes for Cormier's loss. USADA has also provisionally suspended Jones, and the fighter could be facing a two-plus-year suspension as he's a multiple-time offender. Uh, the, bout with, uh, the bout at UFC 214 was Jones' first encounter since UFC 187 and the first since he was suspended for a drug test failure just before UFC 200. Jones had been calling out former UFC heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar for a super fight, but obviously that fight and many others for Jones won't be happening anytime soon. A statement has been issued by the UFC. They said, The UFC organization was notified today that the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency has informed John Jones of a potential anti-doping policy violation, stemming from an in-competition sample following his weigh-in on July 28th. USADA, the independent uh, administrator of the UFC Anti-Doping Policy, will handle the results management and appropriate education of this case involving Jones as it relates to the doping policy. Uh, there is a legal pro- process that has to play out here. Malki Kawa, John Jones's manager, issued a statement saying, we are all at a complete loss for words right now. John, his trainers, his nutritionists, and his entire camp have worked tirelessly and meticulously for the past 12 months to avoid this exact situation. We are having samples tested again to determine the validity or source of the contamination. John is crushed by the news, and we are doing whatever we can as a team to support him. I'll hop right into the WWE implications. This had nothing to do with SummerSlam and the decision to keep the belt on Brock Lesnar. WWE didn't know. They had no idea. UFC didn't know until today. Today is when everybody found out. The limited amount that I know right now is this, I believe this is an oral steroid. With oral steroids especially, there is a risk of contamination and I would imagine that that is going to be the angle that is played here. I would imagine that uh, we, we will see an argument much like that of last year. John Jones has made his affinity for dick pills, as he calls them, pretty well known. So obviously we're going to have more on that as the, the week unfolds. But if you want to listen to non-John Jones-related MMA news, head over to the Holy Smokes MMA podcast. I did a full breakdown of the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Talked to Bellator, Chris Weidman, Nate Diaz, Cyborg. Lots of stuff today at 3 p.m. Eastern. Also had that preview up separately. Hot diggity damn, it's time to talk SmackDown. If you all have any questions regarding Jones, hit me up with those. I will answer them at the end of the show. Whew. Anna, did this feel like a post-SummerSlam SmackDown to you? Um, Yeah. It wasn't – even yesterday's Raw kind of flew by for me, which for the past few weeks to months, it was felt like it's been a five-hour show. Um, I think the two debuts made it especially special, and I freaking love the end of the show. So I think maybe that's coloring my perception of it right now. But Well, we have one of the stars of the program, Beach Ball. <laughs> Beach Ball. Let me know your feelings on on you. the appearance that you made this evening. I hate you so much. Well, despite Ms. Actually, Ballard's- fuck off for a little bit. <laughs> Big cast, breaking news, has an ACL tear. He will be going in for surgery this week. He'll be out nine months at least. Uh, no. Alex is getting a story on that right now. We'll be up on Fightful.com momentarily. 
We'll also adjust our Fightful.com injury report accordingly. Anna, we will jump right into your thoughts on <laughs> anything not beach ball related. What, what? Obviously, like people, there were some that suggested that this was maybe a work. It wasn't a work. You could see mm-hmm. based on how how the knee went last night. What were your initial thoughts when you saw Big Cast? You could tell straight away that this was legit. He was swearing his head off, and there is no way that a wrestler in WWE would be swearing like that if it was a work. Um, I mean, he could he could instantly tell that something, like he was screwed and it was going to be a long recovery, and that's what it's turned out to be. It sucks. It really sucks, despite the shark cage thing and whatever the hell they're doing with Enzo. Like, I mean, this shouldn't happen to – you wouldn't wish this on anyone. Um, yeah, it really sucks, but hopefully this time away will be good and when he comes back, they can, they can do something new with him and restart, I guess. Jeff, your thoughts? Oh, I having torn my ACL, I knew almost immediately what, what had happened. I, I – yeah, you can tell because – it's it's buckling on you a little bit, and and you're not quite sure. And then you try and do something full strength, and then you just can't walk. I I figured it was ACL right from the beginning, and uh, and and it's a knee. Like like I said, when when Seth did his knees are funny things, man. I I just I hope he can take his time and come back. But you get the feeling on this kind of thing when you're getting that kind of push. He may try and rush it, and that would be a bad thing. SmackDown Live. It happened tonight. We had returns, debuts, title matches, special guest referees. Opening segment was AJ Styles bringing back the United States Open Challenge. United States Championship Open Challenge. Kevin Owens answered it, and I never thought I would be disappointed to hear that music, Jeff, but I was. You know what? I did like it, though, because I think everybody assumed because of the Rude leak that it was going to be Bobby mm-hmm. Rude answering it. So I liked, the, I liked the bait and switch here. You know, I, I wasn't as disappointed as you because I was hoping this would be – and look, I think Alex – I love Alex. He needs to calm down from time to time about things he gets angry about. I thought this was going to be the straight match that he had always wanted and so he could finally be happy. And his daughter could have a father for the rest of his life. I, I worry about him just working himself into a coronary about not getting that match between AJ and Kevin. I, I was thinking that this was going to be it, honestly. Anna, were you surprised to hear Kevin Owens' music at this point? Um, I kind of guessed it would have been him. And then I was like, oh, this could be glorious. And then, of course, it was KO. Um, given knowing what we know now and seeing what we saw I'm happy with what happened. It was a necessary step to continue their stories in separate directions. Um, I'm, I'm good with it. I mean, we got another KO-AJ match. It was different again. Um, KO is just like the ex from hell. He's, he's perfect in this role. And then we got an AJ hair flip to signify that the fight's on, and I'm, I was happy. Kevin Owens says that a McMahon screwed another legendary Canadian. I love that line. 
I thought that was a classic line. Shane comes out, he makes the match for tonight, but Owens demands that he is able to pick the ref. I liked that touch. I thought that was good. Backstage, Kevin Owens approaches Sami Zayn, which I really liked. And Sami Zayn finds a way to plug the DVD. Says, sometimes I forget what we're fighting for. And <laughs> Owens is like, yeah, yeah. And you, you see this like sense of optimism on their faces. <laughs> and then Owens says, well, you should do it because I know you're not busy tonight because you never do anything on this show. And for Owens, <laughs> for Owens, you can see it wasn't a low blow. That's just him. That's just him. That's how he normally is. Later on, Zane turns him down. Brizongo offers their services, and Owens goes off before being like, whoa, 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 wait, hold on. Uh, Anna, what the hell were Brizongo wearing? <laughs> they um, Apparently, uh, Tyler Breeze posted this on his Instagram afterwards. They are custom-made play suits. Um, there were two, like, as soon as they stated the stipulation that KO could pick the ref, Sami Zayn came into my mind immediately. And all these possibilities came up of what could be next. I know that KO and Shane is next, so yeah. But the continuation on this fight forever thing with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, like that just opens my heart. And then they didn't. And then they teased the Breezango thing. And then once again, I thought, wow, my birthday's come a day early. This is awesome. And then they didn't. Um, but I can't complain because we saw Breezango and I thought we wouldn't see them until next week. So you got to take what you can get at this point. Yeah, your birthday. Well, here, your birthday is in like 26 hours. How long is it from where you're yes. at? Um, 12 hours, just under. 12 hours. Yes. Damn. Jeff, when's your birthday? April 29th. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. Beach balls is next week, though, if you'd like to get it. Mine's next week. Fuck the beach ball. (laughs) Do I share a birthday with the beach ball? You might. You might be twins. Yeah, I don't know. You all look pretty similar. Anyway. Hi, Anna. Sorry. Sorry, I'm too much. Baron Corbin shows up. He wants the shot at being a special guest ref, but also wants a title shot if Owens wins. Later on, we see Corbin talking to AJ Styles, who says, you can get a title shot if I win, too. We get an open challenge every single week. Jeff, did this sway you in a certain way? Did you think that this that because AJ Styles said that, it maybe put a new ripple into things? No. And in fact, I, I had thought once they made Corbin the ref, I thought it was going to be a two-on-one beatdown. And it wasn't even going to be a match, to be honest with you. So I was more than surprised when it actually turned out to be something. And Corbin was a pretty solid ref, which we'll get to uh, when when that occurs. Daniel Bryan backstage, not happy with Jinder Mahal. He makes the Singh brothers face Nakamura. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's go into one of the debuts. We'll talk about the, the bigger one last, but Chad Gable's talking to Daniel Bryan backstage, and I love the continuity here. Bryan reveals to Chad Gable that it, in exchange for sending Jason Jordan to Raw, Kurt Angle helped him sign one of his friends, who was Shelton Benjamin, who dwarfs both of them, by the way. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Shelton Benjamin looked like 6'5 here. 
Jeff, Shelton Benjamin back. He, he's up there in years, but I get the feeling he's going to be just fine. If I could get these two throwing guys, I'll be very, very happy. Um, what, what I hope doesn't happen is it turns out Shelton Benjamin is Jason Jordan's dad or something like that, or Chad Gable's dad. That would be even worse. Um, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, I, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting my dream American Alpha versus Shelton and Dolph match, but uh, I will take a tag team of Shelton and Chad, although I'm thinking it's going to be a program between Shelton and Chad because it looked like Shelton wasn't happy about getting a tag team partner. Angry old man Shelton works for me. I'll take that. I'll take that. Anna, Shelton Benjamin back in the fold. What do you yeah, think? that's that's great. I mean, I'm I'm happy to see what they do with them, if it's going to be a legit tag team or if it will be a feud. But just with the showings that Gable has had the past few weeks, I, I just want to see him on that role more. Um, and I don't know if he'll ever – make him anything higher than U.S. champion, but that kid has it. And I'm just really glad that his dad was looking out for him and brought Benjamin in. Indeed. Well, we're, well, we're hitting the backstage segments. Dolph Ziggler's back after, I think, seven weeks. He wrestled early July. He cuts a promo, like, trashing all the gimmicks on SmackDown, including Bobby Roode, including uh, Naomi. Those two got, got hit really hard. And Ziggler says he'll be back next week with all those gimmicks. Now, my hope is that he's being completely literal and he comes out in a giant robe <laughs> with his hair glowing and he's really making a go of it. Like, he thinks that's really what it takes to succeed. What do you think of this new... Well, I don't want to say new Dolph Ziggler. He always bitches about something in his promos, so... But Anna, yeah, sorry. Well, when he came, yeah, when he first came back, I was just thinking, well, I kind of wish he did re-debut as Colonel Sanders because that would be something different. And then he starts ripping on all these other people. And then all I could think was, well, why don't you just try and come up with an original gimmick then? Like, you've tried this Shawn Michaels thing for how long and it's not working. And then now, like, I get, you know, it's, it's a work and everything, but just kind of piss me off. It's like, well, just stop complaining and try to come up with something then. Jeffrey. I'm getting worked right now. Um, I am the opposite of you on this, Sean. I don't want to see it. Um, only because I think fantastic. Okay. Cause <laughs> I thought, well, no, I thought you might think it was funny. And I, and look, I know that there are people I mean, who would, who would it love might to see. Well, no, it might be, and people would love to see the overkill of it. I think. I think that. I think there. There's a certain section of the audience that would go, mm-hmm. "Man, you remember when Dolph Ziggler did all that stuff?" To me, I hate meta gimmicks. I hate gimmicks that are commenting on people's career. I don't. I don't want to see it. I think it's usually the beginning of the end. Much like I'm thinking. All I'm thinking is Charlie Haas imitating people because that's usually the. That's usually the kiss of death is when you're imitating other wrestlers. I think the only person that I think the only person that ever survived that was one of the Rhodes brothers. I can't remember which one Stevie, was doing it. Stevie Richards did. Okay, but I mean, but he, I think he had his best stuff after that. I think he did like RTC after that. Yeah, so, I mean that may have been it. Yeah, but I I, I don't want to see it because I it's another complaining Dolph Ziggler character. 
and and, and there's no change to it. It's always I'm going to steal the show. I'm tired of not getting pushed. I'm tired of not getting opportunities. And that's not an interesting character to me. For I, I think Dolph's very talented. I just think that I think there needs to be an entire personality shift for him. Mm-hmm. There are so many of this quote unquote, no gimmicks needed guys on SmackDown and some of them need gimmicks. That's why you got so many guys that are just sitting around waiting to be used and they're not. It's, mm. Very frustrating because, I mean, on the pine, any given week, you have Dolph Ziggler, Ty Dillinger, Sami Zayn, Chad Gable. That's any given week. This week, Rusev. That's a lot of talent to just be sitting there and not doing anything. No New Day on the show this week either, which that's fine. But what wasn't fine was Lana trying to motivate Tamina backstage. Wow. Wow. Jeff, what was this? Mm, It was... (laughs) It was a montage without a montage is what it was. It was a bad community theater skit. And, And the irony is, we just talked about Rusev sitting on the pine. He's sitting on the pine because of the woman who's front and center in this vignette. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, you, you hate to say that, but it's true. It's damn true. Um, oh God, I, 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 I can't. I just can't. I, there's no words for me to say. It's bad. It was just bad. I'll leave it at that. Anna, anything to add to this horrible segment? It was just weird. It just reminded me. I can't put my finger on it, but I think it's just like generic nineties movie of the girls in high school that are picked on. And they turn to witchcraft and start you know, messing <laughs> shit up in school. Like it, it kind of touched on some really dark territory that I won't go into, but they completely didn't realize what they were doing. So it's just, it's a weird place to be in. You know, it's not a bad idea. It's just the scripting of it makes it so stilted, and then the stiltedness makes it creepy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Aiden English is out in the ring. Aiden English, who has a fan in Daniel Bryan, according to a recent interview he did with the Edge and Christian show. Anna, does Aiden English strike you as the kind of guy that Daniel Bryan is sitting backstage like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. He weirdly does. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, it kind of feels like he that's right up his his lane. I'm, I I was just I, I that, point I was out like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it really he does. Would love him. I kind of feel like Aiden English would be the perfect backing track to Sweet Beats and I kind of want to hear <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> a collaboration. Like like <laughs> It's I'll like you know, <laughs> when R. Kelly and Jay-Z did the album together. That's that's how big that would be. Aiden English would be the hook for the song. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they need a, what was it, WWE that. Originals, where Kurt Angle did that song, I don't <laughs> suck, I don't <laughs> suck. That was good stuff. <laughs> I need this. Uh, we, so... Where I used to live, we owned, like, a tanning salon area, and somebody left that CD there. They came and brought it and listened to it while they were tanning. And I was like, 
I, you know, that, I don't that listen to this. Fits. That weirdly fits though that they would bring it to tanning, given like yeah. I was looking at Aiden English tonight, and I was like, you can see his sunglasses, ta- like the tan line, oh, and then God. it's just like. The wrestlers at the moment, a lot of them are like a Crayola pack with their different oh, their yeah. different settings. It's it's quite amazing to watch. Well, it's really just if they – it's like the difference between cantaloupe orange and <laughs> super orange and every shade in between. That's, that's what we have here. He is greeted by Bobby Roode, babyface, great reaction. I got to say, Jeff, I don't know about you. I'm all for this. I am all for Bobby Roode as a babyface, and this is coming from a guy who Saturday night I was like, man, I can't remember the last time I was interested in Bobby Roode. I'm interested in Bobby Roode, Jeff. It's weird because I didn't realize he was a babyface probably until – I don't know. It was, it was weird to me because that promo he cut was, wasn't exactly sincere. You know, It was about how much money he could make. So that was a very heelish promo. You know, I just thought it was interesting that they were booking two heels against one another. But you know what? I am all for Bobby Roode being a babyface. I am. I I think he'd be a great addition to this roster as a babyface, especially, you know, especially given that he played heel to most of these guys when he fought them the first time in either NXT or TNA. So I think it'd be a nice change of pace. Do you think it lasts that way? Because Randy Orton, not on the show this week. No, because I think I think number one, they'll eventually want to put Orton and him in a program with one another. Yeah, number two, I think I think Rude just naturally exudes with this gimmick natural heelishness. I mean, when you're coming out with the robe and the song and being cocky, it's hard to be a cocky baby face. It really is. So I think they're eventually going to turn him full on if if he's not already a heel i think i think we may be misinterpreting things and aiden english was just the guy around that they could beat because nobody else was around i thought that the way that rude worked prior to this was kind of a crowd killer i didn't think this was i thought this was good yeah. come back got the glorious ddt and how long do you see the bobby rude baby face lasting um well, it depends who they try and put them with, really. I I like that they did this, and it, I mean, it kind of went hand in hand. He looked so happy to be there tonight, and during the match and after the match, like I'm just over the moon for this guy. He, yeah. So this, I don't really care what they do with him at this point. I just hope that it works. Um, Ryan Dilbert brought up on Twitter, though, the idea that he would run into Breezango backstage and then Denny Burkholder suggested that Breezango take over the glorious bomb. I would like to advocate for this and um, more than advocate, I would like to start a petition online and a GoFundMe page. Um, this this needs to happen. To, to piggyback on what Anna said, there, there was a moment during his during the entrance, right when he was about to do that first strut, and also when he's about to go up the stairs, you can see this kind of exhale, like, whoa, I can't believe I'm in an actual full arena full of people on an actual main show of WWE. Then There was that moment he took to really go, okay, this is real. 
and then had to center himself. It's it's kind of cool to watch if if if, if you uh, I, I rewound it at least twice just to make sure that that's what I thought what was happening. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, I love seeing that. So Bobby Roode, he's here. He's he's in Smack. He's at SmackDown. Like they didn't even try to hide it. They did not try to hide it at all. There were photos of his name up on a Tron. There were photos of him arriving today. Jeff, where do you think he gets inserted? Mid-card, upper mid-card, main event level? Upper mid-card. And then and then if he flies, he goes into the main, the main uh thing. I you know what? I could see I could very if he's a baby face, if he's a true baby face, I could see a gender program sooner than later just to see if this guy is a I mean, if they're going to keep the belt on gender, I could see them doing a rude program sooner than later just to see what rude can do in that spot. Um, what I hope doesn't happen is they turn him heel and put him in a program of Shinsuke again. Cause I don't need to see that match ever again. I love those two. I don't love those two together. Hey, now that John Jones failed a drug test, maybe UFC can take a tip from uh, WWE and book that Indian fellow that gender's going to be there with against Brock Lesnar because India, that's the reason but, but- for it's the reason we're doing all this, right? By the way, WWE-related, who's more happier than Vince McMahon now that he has to go to the negotiating table with Brock and Brock doesn't oh, have it out? You see my tweet that already went and busted up the internet? Did you? Oh, God, yeah. That's <laughs> got like 800 retweets, my I friend. I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not no-selling I'm not, I'm not no it to insult you. I just probably just missed it in my wave of tweets. Okay, 700 retweets. My bad. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My bad. That's why they pay you the big bucks, Sean. I guess so. Usos defeat the Hype Bros. The Hype Bros are alive. We can confirm. They're there. This was standard tag match until Mojo Raleigh just absolutely <laughs> runs through one of the Usos. Man. Some pants shitting went down during that move. Uh, <laughs> Zach gets beaten. Pretty quickly. Usos cut a really good promo on the tag division, though. This was a showcase for the Usos, both in the ring and on the mic. Anna, who do you see them getting next? Um, They could possibly be Gable and Shelton. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Um, it's good to know that if I'm ever being followed, it's just the Usos, so I don't have to worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, like it was... It was a good match, and at that point where Mojo came and decked him, 
that there was just that and then Ryder slipped through the bottom ropes and, and kicked the other one over. And like that was just the the last minute of the match, but that pushed it to okay, this is this is pretty great. I just kinda wish that they bring that sooner, especially given the name being hype bros. Um and I don't know if this was just a byproduct of not being on TV for a while, but the first call out that Mojo did of um he ain't hyped. It was kind of a really less than hyped response from the audience. And I do wonder if we're going to get a more refined mojo back anytime soon because I was really liking what they were doing there. Sean, yeah. did you ever play Did you ever play football, organized football bit. of any kind? Did you ever do bull in the ring? No, what's that? that that's, it's when uh, you, the team gets in a circle and you put one guy in the center and coach calls a number, and that number comes running full bore at the guy in the center, and you're supposed to be on your on your tiptoes enough to turn around and be able to brace yourself for the hit. That was the kind of hit Mojo put on that Uso. Yeah. That was a decleater right there. Um, the, the one thing that I noticed about the match was they obviously forgot that uh, Zack Ryder's kind of over in New York City, especially mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Because uh, he's kind of a hometown boy. Because uh, he got a nice, nice reaction during that match. Um, happy it, to hear it, that. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I always root for the guy. I, I always feel bad for him. Uh, the one thing about the Usos promo that that I thought it it it's it felt like they were setting someone to come out during that promo, and then when they didn't, it felt kind of huh. That's how they ended it, huh? Okay. Because I, I thought for sure we might be getting the uh, we we'd get at least a team, and I thought it might be the authors of pain, but uh, but we didn't get a team at all. And usually that's the, that's the kind of promo where they're setting. I mean, when you go when you're calling out the locker room, that's the kind of promo that sets up somebody coming out that tells you who the next program's going to be. So I get the feeling they're just going to go back to the new day again. Who weren't on the show this week? Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, no Rusev, no Orton, none of them. Also, a guy, somebody we haven't seen in a while, Mike Kanellis. Jeff, what do you think's up with that guy? I think they realize that the gimmick's death. <laughs> Actually, maybe, I did everything I, involved with it and the people. Well, too. that and I just think that, you know, there's some people that didn't come into town because they weren't going to be on any of the shows this week. And I think him and Ty Dillinger, or maybe they were working main event. I, I haven't seen what who was on the main event tapings. But you know what? I figured they're trying to figure out something to do with him because that first program, I mean, there's only so many times you can put him in a match against Sami Zayn or Ty Dillinger. He hasn't wrestled on TV in a, in a month now. So there's that. Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Singh brothers. He beats the asses. And if you would have told me I was going to be a fan of the Bollywood boys a year ago, I would have said, no, no. Anna, I thoroughly enjoy these two guys. But what I don't enjoy is them getting the J&J treatment. Let the guys wear their gear. Yeah, it was odd to see them wrestle in that, given, I mean, you know, they completely changed up their gimmick with Mahal, but... We haven't really seen that. Um, I kind of wish that they were there to watch Nakamura's entrance because they just would have liked to see them shitting themselves for that entire two, three minutes. But I realised during this match, 
Did you? I don't know if you get this in America. There's an English TV show called The Raggy Dolls from like early 90s, late 80s, where it's a bunch of rag dolls that were like rejected that come to life at night. They are the Raggy Dolls. Did you see them get tossed out of the ring and just like flop right over and get straight back up? Like you don't have nerve endings or you don't have bones or something's going on that's off because you keep being killed and regenerating within seconds. This is, they're not human. My real question is how did the Raggy Dolls run for eight and a half years? I just found that out in my research. I don't, I just remember it being a pretty creepy show. It sounds like. ball that comes to life. Hi, Anna. Speaking of. During the tag match, I was told there were three beach balls bouncing around. <laughs> mm. how, See, how, do you fix, how do you fix this problem? If, if I'm WWE and I really want it to be fixed, I have Michael Cole come out and be like, hashtag WWE beach ball. Everybody's doing it. Then it's done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one apparently one guy got kicked out by security as a result, which that should be happening. Um, I wrote a note about this, though. And I just said, if you bring a beach ball to a wrestling live event, take a shit and then look into the toilet and that's you. And then if you partake in the throwing of the beach balls, you essentially have shit on your hands. So just think about your actions. Yep, yeah, Jeff, that's, that's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I would do an Undertaker style when, 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 uh, he shut down the what chant by saying, say what if you sleep with your sister, but that's, I mean, that, that was the best teardown of a crowd I've ever seen, but of course they're not going to do that. Yeah. I, I think, you know what? I actually think that's why they mentioned it on WWE TV was to try and keep people from doing it because the company thought it was cool. Either that, or they think Vince McMahon has this weird first amendment thing where he, where, where he thinks he's the, greatest warrior for freedom of speech there is because once they embrace signs and every single person in that damn stadium, even if they were in the nosebleeds, were coming in with poster boards and, Oh, that's the WWE universe celebrating the first amendment. So he probably thinks that this is some sort of speech and that that's up to the, to the talent to keep the people's attention. And in some ways it is, I'm not going to totally blame the crowd, but, on the other hand, you can't blame the talent either if, if they're just going off on their own. I mean, well, John you know, Cena I, particularly last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was that guy. Yeah, all night long. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the Singh brothers, Samir Singh is, is possibly my MVP for this mm-hmm. SmackDown brand of late because that dude. If, you know how quarterbacks will buy their offensive linemen watches or cars or something as gifts for protecting them? Jinder Mahal better be buying this kid something, you know, expensive and gilded in fine. some way because because that dude has been almost killed for Jinder Mahal's title reign, which isn't getting over, but that's okay. They're great. I love the ball. Phoenix just gave me a great idea. Shooter McGavin should be in the crowd policing the beach balls. That's who they need. (laughs) Shout out to C Phoenix. Gender tries to attack, eats a knee to the grill. Anna, how do they keep this going for six or seven weeks until hell in a cell? I have no idea. 
and I'm not looking forward to it. I'm hoping this means that they're going to introduce some other people and then line them up potentially for after this finishes eventually, hopefully. But this is going to be a long build. It's because you're xenophobic. Yeah, that's what your exactly. shirt stands for xenophobic men. I knew it. I don't know how much longer I can deal with that. Like, it just every single week, Jinder Mahal comes out and says the same shit over and over and over again. Jeff, or is it? I, I don't know. How do I approach even asking you this? Am I overreacting? No. But, you know what? <laughs> One week we're going to get a verbal debate. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> contract mm-hmm. signing. Let's see what else. What else can we do out of, out of the old trope list? We we just did the two on one match. Um, <laughs> beat the clock at some point to see who gets to be the number one contender for gender, and Shinsuke goes through it. I, you know, I, I, you know, there are ways to do it, and there are ways you could do it where you build upon their ethnicity. That would be smart. It's just WWE ain't the company to do it. Yep. Becky Lynch and Naomi defeated Carmella and Natalia. Carmella's ring gear was the best news story of the day. Huh. Jeff, you seemed you seemed indifferent. I it's not indifferent. It's I'm not sure because I really like her other ring gear. I like the whole Jersey Shore trash kind of outfits that she wears as opposed to the Baywatch lifeguard with sneakers in an eighties aerobics class thing she has going there. I you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, it, it's its a nice homage to Glow, I guess. I just don't know if I like it all that much. I don't think Glow wore, like, ringers and shit on theirs. Well, Come no, on now. No, no, no chokers. One Pieces are back in, Jeff. I know you're not hip to what's going on out here in the world, but One Pieces are back in. I should buy one, then. You should. Please do. You should. You can wear it and no, take don't your you call on a goddamn don't day. Don't you help him. Don't you help him, Anna. You stay out of this. I'm starting a petition and a GoFundMe for this as well. <laughs> Anna has 40 GoFundMes for various costs. <laughs> uh, that's Anna's newest Patreon goal. <laughs> Whenever it hits a certain spot. <laughs> I, need, I need a Patreon for my GoFundMes for various Most ridiculous is five minutes of Jeff with a beach ball and a one-piece. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> That, that's that's going to be my, my next All goal. my enemies would pay for that, too. That's the sad part. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do that. You tell any of my comedy friends that, they're buying it. Oh, no. no, no. no. <laughs> this, this match isn't bad. Carmella teases not wanting to tag in, tries to get Natalia beat up so she can cash in, which was kind of funny. <laughs> Naomi had a really nice transition from a sunset flip in her submission. She ends up pinning Carmella with a split-legged moonsault. I'm kind of a fan of the the heel on heel action here because I don't necessarily like the the baby face versus heel all the time thing. Anna, what did you think of Carmella, her gear, her interaction with Natalia, and the tag match? I think Carmella is fantastic. She's she was out there like on the ring. What did she say? Oh yeah, you're the best there is, baby. Go hang, take care. She just like wouldn't wouldn't tap in whatsoever. And then, but it also brought out something from Natty of this like army commander, Natalia, that actually gave her 
personality and purpose and something to do in the ring. And I think both of them together doing that actually really works. I don't know how they're going to continue that when it's one-on-one. Um, but it's also in, an interesting situation. It's like, well, if Natty were to tap her in, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, because you're getting beaten up, you need someone to relieve it, but then your relief is Carmella. So you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I don't know what's going to happen with this SmackDown women's division. They need a little bit of, a little bit of help. I think Charlotte not being there is a glaring, glaring mm. hole in my opinion. That is just, I disagree somewhat, and I'll tell you why. Because they're not focusing on any of the women that can actually wrestle in this division for the most part. I mean, I think Carmella is an excellent troll character. I think she is fantastic in what she does. But as I was kind of a – I love hectoring Anna on the split screens because this week – we got a, some pretty good offense by Becky Lynch during this match that, mm-hmm. that international viewers did not get to see. And to me, Becky Lynch is the great, uh, possibly the most underutilized talent on this roster next to Chad Gable. Um, she is so great, and it's one of those things where after watching you know, the takeovers, you go, man, there's someone who, if she had... If you know, I love them being on the main roster, but they never get used right. And if she had been down there, she'd be just she'd be Oscar right now. I mean, she's so great. Um, I think Charlotte would have been Becky's tag partner, possibly, or Naomi's tag partner, and just would have been an afterthought in this match. I don't think she was missed all that much on this show. Your top two women's stories nat- right now are this Carmella Natty thing, and then Lana and Tamina. they're not doing anything with the Naomi, Becky, Charlotte trio other than putting them in these stories as supporting characters. So I don't, I don't think this hurts Charlotte all this much. And I don't think it was very much lacking because you wouldn't have been doing all that much in my opinion. It doesn't hurt Charlotte because everybody knows why she's gone and that's understandable. But I think that, that it's missing something without her there because she is really the only a lot, but it, yeah, uh, yeah. So she's the, the main piece, I think, in that division. Like, as far as protection and as far as star quality goes, Becky maybe could be there, but it hasn't all connected for her yet. They put her she, in a freaking KFC commercial, like that just says <laughs> it all pretty much. Shawn Michaels is in that commercial, though. Let's not get back into this. I can't deal with this right now. I th- I think Charlotte's ascent comes after Carmella cashes in, and then they juxtapose the girl of the opportunist versus the actually talented. I think that's the way they're going here, and that's why Charlotte's kind of been on the back burner. I'm told that the Tazawa Neville match is the best match they've had, and I heard that the crowd was really hot for it. Oh, I Good. bet. So, so can't Good. wait to watch that. Main event time. Special guest referee Baron Corbin, United States Championship, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. My only real note was I liked AJ Styles' sliding forearm. It is nice how he just throws his body in the opposite direction that his forearm is going and connects. He makes that look really good. Also, Baron Corbin is a pretty good ref, Jeff. Surprisingly solid. Solid and also 
on the acting aspect, he did something that had me howling when, when, when AJ and Kevin Owens hit each other with the clotheslines, he did that stupid thing refs do where they hold their yeah. head like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I had never seen anything like Nick that before. Patrick. I, yeah, I just went or, – or Charles Robinson does that a lot there too. I, I just – I howled at that. I go, my God, he's <laughs> actually watched other referees acting and is doing their moves. I mean, all he needed to do was a Tommy Young jump over a guy and count one, two, three, and it would have been perfect. But yeah, I like I mean, I, I don't think Shane had a case for him being a bad ref. Get out of there. Uh-uh. I think Sean's talking, but we can't hear him. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Um, does he know that we can't hear him? Sean, do you know that we can't hear you? No? Okay. Yes. Um, so, oh, there, oh we there we go. There we go. <laughs> that was fun. I said the only thing he did to annoy me was he pointed at the logo on his shirt all the time. And I think I need one of those. That way I can be like, I'm the managing editor. I am the managing <laughs> editor. And I keep pointing at the F on my shirt. No, you need to wear the uh, tank top with your face on it and just keep pointing. I only wear that to work out in, man. That's that's about it. You wear that to work out in the gym? You wear a shirt with your own face? I have a gym at my house, fool. Okay, I was going to say. I don't go out in public. I mean, I don't, like, go to the MMA gym in Maysville. That would be awesome. That's funeral attire, man. You can wear that to weddings, funerals, anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved Corbin in this spot. He looks like a different Corbin than we've seen the last few weeks because he was actually having fun. And like, that was very obvious with you know the ref acting. And there was a confrontation point between him and AJ after it was a two count. And then it wasn't the usual get up in your face, get up in the ref's face. Like what the hell man? It was so subdued and passive aggressive, which ended off with like a theater right in front of your face, it's going to be a kiss or a kill moment. And then AJ just walks away. And like, it was so underplayed. It was beautiful. And then from that point on, and then Shane, I loved Shano running out because this is the kind of commissioner that I want to see. He's actually doing his job and there's logic to this ish. And it was just so much more than what we've been getting from these type of angles recently. Um, I, I really, really liked all of this. And Ko's expression when he realizes he's halfway up the ramp and he turns back at the end and realizes that this is it, that he's lost it, and that's it for his chances. And the look of devastation on his face was like that could be blown up and hung as a portrait on my wall. It was so beautiful. This guy has the full package. I'm like kind of in awe of how good he is because every single time I see him doing these kind of angles, I it's like I've forgotten or he just seems to push the bar up that much higher every single time. Jeff, what are the programs you see out of SmackDown heading into this pay-per-view? It's obvious. Gender Nakamura, AJ, maybe Corbin, Owens, Shane, then what? Um, probably I like, I like Anna's Uso's Gable and, and Shelton idea. I, I really like that a lot. Although then what do you do with the new day? That that's the problem. Um, 
AOP? I don't think they're bringing up the AOP. I think they're going to be doing a three-way down there. Although they may have them do double duty. I don't know. If you're going to debut the AOP, they would have done it on this show because this is a bigger show. Um, probably Bobby Roode and you know what? That might be, they may <laughs> they may that may be where your Mike Canellis ends up, kid. <laughs> Fighting Bobby Roode. On, well, actually, no. They'll probably waste him before that. So where would Bobby Roode go? Who's a nice Who's a nice mid level heel? You know what they could do? Owens and and Roode. Ziggler, Root, Root and Ziggler wouldn't be bad. I, I, Ziggler, I'll admit yeah, that. Ziggler would make him look real nice. Yeah, there you go. I, I like that. Um, you know, they're probably going to have, they're probably going to do some other kind of match with Natty. Probably Natty and Naomi again, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they're just going to run that back. Probably have a tag match with Lana and, uh, and uh, Tamina against generation T um, just to do it. Um, yeah. It, it's going to be mostly rerunning the same stuff other than the couple of minor changes. Jeff, I've been on a crusade for WWE to kill the automatic rematch clause. Am I wrong? No. I think it handcuffs um, not at lot. all. Especially if it's a dominant win. I don't think, you know, I, I like that idea of, of, you know what, if if you've deserved this title, I mean, even if you wanted to switch it up to the point of you get the automatic rematch, but you don't get the automatic rematch immediately. You get it down the line after someone else has won the title. I, I have no problem with that either. Um, I, I just think it, yeah, you know what, it's lazy is what it is. It, it's we don't want to think of a new program. We'll just run this back for a while to waste some time. Alex Palowski, associate editor of Fightful.com, just sent me some breaking news. Enzo Amore debuted on 205 Live. Anna, thoughts? Wow, they did it. won his match. Oh, good. Um, I mean, this is kind of what I wanted if they weren't going to turn him heel after the – shark cage match of my nightmares um this uh, i'd be very curious to see how he does on this and if it actually does anything for 205 or if it just crashes and burns um this is going to be very interesting can i be the guy to say this is probably this probably means that vince mcmahon's angry at him (laughs) (laughs) oh he everybody's angry at him everybody's angry at him i don't know if you heard the show last night but like he's been getting a lot of heat for being pretentious, for being rude to fans, for big timing people uh, yeah. in clubs outside, I've already heard this story about about him having security escort him out of a club because he was getting too much attention this weekend. Like there was, there was a lot of weird. I've been hearing a lot of stories about him, and then <laughs> then I, <laughs> I don't know if you all saw the person that popped up on my Twitter last night. This guy popped up and said. There's never been a bad story about Enzo Amore. It's that Sasha Banks that mistreats fans. And it's some dude who has like 200 airport pictures on his Twitter. And I'm like, ah, so you're the one. It's oh, you. Yeah. You're the, the guy going phone. to airports and sneaking in beach balls. <laughs> you're the guy doing the watch chance. You know that that's the same person doing both, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we, forgive, can we finally forgive 
a, a talent for being cranky at the airport at six in the morning, please. Just just once. <sighs> CM Punk, <laughs> Sasha Banks. Thank anybody, you. Anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Uh, also worth noting, guys, uh, Daniel Cormier, who John Jones beat at UFC 214 for the UFC light heavyweight title has released a statement. He said, it's hard to find words to describe how I'm feeling right now. I'm disappointed to hear the news. It's very emotional. We as athletes are entitled to due process, and I will refrain from saying much more until I know exactly what happened. In my mind, on July 29, I competed and I lost. I thought John Jones was the better man that day. I don't know what to think anymore. I can't believe we're going to go through all this again. We will see what happens next. Thank you to all my fans who have supported me during this dark time. I love you all very much. I feel bad for that dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, he Man. loses with honor, and they're probably going to end up with this stupid – I mean, you're saying it before. I'm betting they try this sealed supplement defense again. Oh, you mean the tainted supplement? Well, yeah, yeah. but they find a sealed sample, and, and oh, look, it has the sure. same stuff. Well, that substance, what from what Ian Kidd on Twitter has said, and he's really the the, the authority on stuff like this. He's he's really the best. Yeah, is that they don't even produce this for human consumption or human use anymore, or even veterinary use anymore. Just like Shady Labs created. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, he says it's pretty easy for WADA accredited labs to to detect. It's there. There's going to be a lot to this story, guys, and of course we'll have it. And we have Mayweather versus McGregor live coverage this Saturday, post show as well. Myself, Showdown Joe, Carlos Toro coming at you tomorrow afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern. Myself, Jimmy Van for the list, and your boy. Check that out, guys. One of our flagship shows, along with the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, which released today at 3 p.m. Eastern. Full preview of this weekend's fight. Before we go, Anna, tell the people about Most Ridiculous and where they can find you. Most Ridiculous uh, Summer Sam Special is available online for free on YouTube, and you can find the link on my Twitter or on my YouTube channel. Um, but I don't know what the name of that is, so just go to at Anna Bauert, B-A-U-E-R-T, on Twitter and find it. Um, it's in-depth investigation and um, 100% true. So you should check it out. Jeff Hawkins, what's up with you this week? Well, right after I hang up this, I'm going to record Shake Them Ropes with Rob, and we have yet to talk NXT or SummerSlam. So we have about 20 hours of WWE to slog through, (laughs) including all the breaking news. And we'll see if he's drunk this week. It'll be great. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us at Fightful Online. Of course, visit Fightful.com. The leader in crossover news, my friends. Until next time, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.